Good morning. Again. Today, I love the gospel. It begins the, you know, if anybody ever says to me, you know, Father, I can only, I can only read one chapter in the Bible, what should it be? It would always be the 15th chapter of John, which it begins today. The 15th chapter of John has everything that's about, about we remain in him, we can do nothing apart from him, we need to bear fruit, we must love one another, this is commandment to love one another. It's all there. You know, everything is summed up in this chapter. So let's turn to John, chapter 15, verse 1. And I left my Bible at school, so that's why I got this. Well, anyway, and I don't like this translation, but what are you going to do? Anyway, it starts off with, I am the vine, and my father is the vine dresser. He takes every branch that does not bear fruit, and every one that does bear fruit, he prunes to make it bear more. Remain in me as I remain in you. Just as a branch cannot bear fruit on its own unless it remains in the vine, so neither can you unless you remain in me. Now, first of all, that's what it is about, that we need to always remain in Christ, to do everything we do in the name of Jesus Christ, to do it under his power. You know, if you, after, if you know, those who are in gardening and that, if you cut off a vine from its source, what happens? It withers and dies. But if it stays connected, it grows, it can become thick, it can bear all this fruit. And so what Christ is saying is, listen, you can't do squat without me. Nothing. You can't do anything. And that is, if we could just begin to realize that, that I can't even take my next breath without God saying, okay, you can take that next breath. Of course, everything is dependent on Jesus Christ. My life, my breath, everything. And when I go around knowing that, that, that should give me, get me off the hook. You know, because in reality, I don't have to control the universe. I don't have to worry about everything that happens to me every day because someone else is in charge. He is the one in charge and I get all my strength from him. So the best way to do that, of course, is we gotta be faithful to our prayer. You know, everybody, if I could get anything, if I ask anybody, is that they would have a good prayer life, that you have faithful time to God where you listen to him every day, that you stay rooted in him, you stay rooted in the word, you let him determine what you're supposed to do and not you the other way around, huh? And then he sits there and talks about here this reality that he wants us to bear fruit. <laughs> This is where we're all gonna get it now. When I was in college seminary up here, I was at St. Mark's for four years, or three, year, three and a half years of college, two years of high school, I entered high school seminary. When I was about a junior in high school, one of my best friends, his name was David DeRay, went on to become a Jesuit, but he's not in there right now, he's out in California. But you know, I'm sitting in doing my something in my, in my room, and there's a knock on my door, and David came in, and he looked, come over to me, and he said, Larry, you can tell a tree by its fruit, and all your fruits stink. And I'll, I'll never forget that. I was like, uh, uh, I didn't know what to say. So finally I looked at him and I was kind of shocked. And then I looked at him and I said, yeah, you're right, David, it does. my fruit does stink. Hmm. And that was one of the most powerful lessons in my life because what I did is I realized that because of my personality and that and that and because of my anger, different things, that I did not have good fruit. It was stinking fruit. It was rotting fruit. And so at that time, there was about 40-some uh, people in the college seminary. I thought, I've got to do something. 
So I went to absolutely, within the course of a week, I saw every person in the seminary alone. I'd go and talk to them and I'd say, you know, David told me that all my fruits stink. And I believe him. And so I want to say to you that if I ever offended you in any way, if I ever turned you off to God, if I ever sat there and I was too arrogant, then I apologize, I'm sorry, and I ask you to forgive me. And I made it to every single one, some of these guys, of course, who hated my guts. And I didn't care for them either, if you want to know the truth. And for me to go into them and say, uh, you know, I am very sorry if I've ever offended you, was something that I needed to do in my life. And it was something that I had to deal with because when I was confronted with my fruit, no matter how often I prayed, if I wasn't living what I believed, then I was wasting my life. And so too with each of us. We're going to sit there and ask people who we live with, maybe our wives, maybe our husbands, maybe our children, maybe our parents, and say, what's my fruit like? Is it good? Is it bad? And what is the fruit God calls us to? Well, let's look at it. Let's go to second reading today in John, uh, the first letter of John. The first letter of John, chapter 3, verses 18 and following. Children, 1 John chapter 3, verses 18 and following. Children, let us love not in word or in speech, but in deed and in truth. So we can talk about it, we can fantasize about it, we can think about, oh, I'm a loving person. I don't care if you spend 20 hours a day on your knees before Jesus Christ. If you're not a loving person, you're wasting your time. Me too. The number one fruit of my life should be to love one another. That's it. Look at it. Go later on to John chapter 15, verses 16, 17, and 18. He says, you did not choose me, I chose you, and I commission you to go out and to bear fruit, fruit that will last, Then anything you ask the Father in my name, he will do. The commandment I give to you is this, that you love one another. That's the only commandment Christ ever gave us. So, I gotta be sitting there thinking, again, to look at my life objectively. Am I a loving person? You know, we're gonna bring in little Stephen today into the church. Well, it's not gonna matter so much just as Stephen gets baptized and he goes to a Catholic school and that uh, his name should have been Larry. It's all these other things. The biggest thing that's gonna matter about Stephen is the reality that, that he will become a person of great love. That's what it's about, that he will become a person of love. And that's each of us. If everything comes down to that, am I a person of love, am I a person of love, am I a person of love? Do my deeds say that? Because again, let's go to one other passage before I don't want to go too long today since we have the baptism. But let's go here to Matthew chapter, uh, chapter 7, verse 15 and following. And this is very appropriate for here for people who do prophecy, because we have prophecy here. But beware, huh? It says... Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, sometimes <laughs> garments, who come to you in sheep's clothing, but underneath are ravenous wolves. By their fruits you shall know them. Do people prick 
uh, pick grapes and thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Just so every good tree bears good fruit and a rotten tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a rotten tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. So by their fruit you shall know them, not by their creed you shall know them, by their fruits. And then in case we don't get it, the next line says, not everyone who cries out, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. I don't care if you've given your life to Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. If you're not living that, tough. Not everyone who cries out, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will come to me and say, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? Ooh, a prophet. Did we not drive out demons in your name? Ooh, an exorcist. Did we not do mighty deeds in your name? Oh, miracle workers. Then he will declare to them solemnly, I never knew you. Depart from me, evildoers. What Jesus Christ challenges us today to do is to walk the talk, to live what we believe. And the only way to bear that fruit is by being a person of love. And a person of love is a person who lives their life for others. It's that simple. Who gives away their life for others. It isn't a person who's always gentle, because sometimes giving away your life means you're going to be hard. It's a person who lives a life for others. That's what the cross is about. If you ever want to know what is love, just look at the cross. That is love. Do I live my life for me, or do I live my life for God and others? By my fruit, I will determine that, by the way I live. You get it? You got it? Good. May each of you know his love today and forever. Amen.